You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Jeremiah 13 in your Bibles, verse number 15. Of course, Jeremiah was known as, referred to as the weeping prophet. He said in chapter 9, he said, Oh, that my head were a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the daughter of my people, Israel. We see the book of Lamentations. It's an entire book of literally Jeremiah recording the weeping and the mourning and the sorrow that he had when he saw the destruction of Jerusalem. I want you to notice in Jeremiah 13, verse 15, God gives Jeremiah a message, and he first gives him an illustration in the first part of the chapter. But then in verse 15, he gives them the challenge from the illustration, and he says this, Hear ye, and give ear. Be not proud. Kind of sounds like what we talked about this morning, right? And how that God hates pride, and these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. First thing on the list is a proud look and Jeremiah tells the people he says be not proud for the Lord hath spoken verse 16 give glory to the Lord your God before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains and while ye look for light he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness verse 17 but if ye will not hear it Jeremiah says, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. And mine eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. Say unto the king and to the queen, humble yourselves, sit down, for your principalities shall come down even the crown of your glory. I'd like to challenge us and speak for a few moments this evening on the subject of weeping in the secret place. Notice what it says in verse 17. Jeremiah says, If ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. We've been in Psalm 91 just a few weeks ago and we talked about how that God has a secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A secret place is a hiding place. It's a place that is covered. It's a place that is protected. It's a place where you can get alone with God and God will meet with you and you don't have to worry about anything else or anybody else. It's just you and God. Well, Jeremiah says, I'm going to that secret place. He says, when I get to that secret place, he said, I'm going to weep because of the pride of Judah. I want to talk to us about weeping in the secret place. Our Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and may we weep again for our country. I pray that we would weep again for our sin and for the condition of our own hearts. I pray that we would weep again for souls. I pray if there's someone here in this auditorium that has a loved one, a co-worker, a family member, a neighbor that's not saved, I pray that we would uh, shed tears until that person gets saved. 
I pray for someone that may be backslidden, someone that may be away from the Lord. I pray that we would weep. And I pray that we would shed tears and pray and cry out to you until that person comes back and until that person gets right. I pray that we would weep and I pray that we would be so broken and so burdened to see revival that we might see our nation turn back to you. Lord, forgive us for our, our callousness. Forgive us for becoming cold and forgive us for our indifference. And Lord, help us once again to have a compassion and to have a burden to see you work in our midst, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I see in this passage, number one, I want you to notice the worthiness of our God. Notice what it says in verse 16. Jeremiah says, give glory to the Lord. Can I tell you, God is still worthy of glory, whether you think so or not. Whether you give it to him or not, he is still worthy of glory. Sometimes people, we give people glory, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to recognitions. I think about uh, what we do in the school. We'll, we'll do the, uh, the honor roll. We'll give the certificate. And uh, there's a lot of honor roll certificates, but once in a while, I think we miss somebody. I think the first one, if I'm not mistaken, I think we missed Haley somehow. I don't know how. We missed Haley Bybee. You know, when your, your dad's the administrator and your mom's the assistant administrator, uh, I guess if you're going to miss somebody, I guess might as well be your daughter, right? And, uh, and it wasn't on purpose. Haley was really on the honor roll. Well, she didn't get glory that day. She didn't get the recognition that day. She deserved it. She didn't get it. Well, can I tell you, God always deserves the recognition. God always deserves the glory. And whether you give it to him or not, it doesn't change the fact that he is worthy. He is deserving of the glory. I like the song that we sing sometimes, Brother Nathan, give him the glory for what he's done in your life. And I tell you, God's done some amazing things in our lives. Uh, some of us, we shouldn't be here today. Maybe some of us shouldn't be alive today. Think about the things that have happened in your life. Brother George, I heard that, amen. And think about how it wasn't that long ago, we weren't sure you were going to make it. And can I tell you, God brought you through. And I know there's others in this room that God's brought you through some, some very dark places and some very deep waters. And don't ever fail to give God the glory for what he's done in your life. I love when the angels came to announce to the shepherds that Jesus was born. They said, glory to God in the highest. He is worthy of our glory and our praise. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 6, verse number 12, verse number 14. The Bible says that we, as God's people, are to be to the praise of His glory. Everything we do, everything we are, is to bring praise and glory to His name. He's worthy. Ephesians 3, 21, unto him, that is Jesus, be glory in the church. Now, I think Jesus deserves glory at Walmart. And I think he deserves glory at Food Line. And I think he deserves glory at the workplace. But I'll tell you one place where he ought to be getting a whole lot of glory, and it ought to be in the church house. And when God's people come to church, we ought to give him glory. I hope that today, I hope you've given God some glory today. I hope that you personally have given God glory. 
in what you've said, in, in how you've prayed, in how you've worshipped, in, in how you've given in the offering, in how you have sung the songs of praise. I hope when you pillow your head tonight, you could say, I gave God some glory today. I hope you came with the heart and a desire to give him glory in the church because he is worthy of glory. Philippians 2, the Bible says there is coming a day when it won't just be in the church and it won't just be the saved people. The Bible says there's coming a day when every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. That's all the kings that have ever lived. That's all the dictators that have ever lived. That's all the murderers that have ever lived. That's all the thieves that have ever lived. That's the, that's the worst of the worst. It's the best of the best. It's, the, it's the, the beggar on the street. It's the king in the palace. Someday every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I tell you, he's worthy. We see in this passage the worthiness of our God. Jeremiah says, give glory to the Lord your God. But then number two, I see the warning to God's people. He says in verse number 15, hear ye and give ear. Be not proud for the Lord hath spoken. Now I'm sure you never have to do this. But my wife and I, sometimes when we are telling our children something, we can't just say it in passing. We have to stop them and we have to say, now you need to hear this. I need you to pay attention. I need you to listen because what I'm getting ready to tell you, you need to know, you need to hear. Some of you husbands may be saying, yeah, I've heard that before too, you know. Uh, and amazing how husbands sometimes have hearing loss. That's amazing how that works works and you go in and you get diagnosed and they have a special name for it it's called selective hearing right that's probably the, the the main problem but we'll tell our children we'll say you need to hear this you need to listen to this because if you miss this it's not going to be good you're going to miss out on something you're going to lose some privileges you're going to be in some trouble you've got to hear this a teacher will have to explain the assignment right all right now now listen let me tell you how this assignment's gonna go. And we pass out the instructions and we go over them and we send it home and we make sure that you know what the assignment is. Jeremiah is saying, you gotta hear this. The warning is you better listen because if you don't listen, the Bible tells us for Judah, there was judgment that was coming. He says here, give ear for the Lord hath spoken. He says, the warning, be not proud. He says, if you're proud, God's going to send darkness. God's going to cause your feet to stumble. You're going to look for light, but instead of light, you will have gross darkness. Notice verse number 17. But if ye will not hear it, we see that there will be judgment. Verse number 18, humble yourselves, sit down for your principalities shall come down, even the crown of your glory. Jeremiah said, the warning is you better humble yourself before God has to humble you. You better humble yourself and you better do it before God has to do it the hard way. How many of you know that in life there's some lessons you can figure out the easy way? There's some lessons you can learn the hard way. 
And I'd much rather learn the easy way. I don't always get to learn the easy way, but I'd much rather learn the easy way than have to find out the hard way. There's a warning. Notice with me in verse number 19. The warning is that the cities of the south shall be shut up and none shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive. All of it, it shall be wholly carried away captive. Now, now we know, we know the Bible. We've heard the stories. We know about the Babylonian captivity. But you have to understand for Judah, for God's people, for the people in Jerusalem, they didn't think it could happen to them. And by the way, I want to tell you folks, don't ever get to the point where you think that God's judgment could never happen to you. Don't ever think that you, it happens to everybody else, but it wouldn't happen to you. Sometimes we like to think that we can play with sin. We can get away with sin. We don't need to read the Bible. We don't need to pray. We don't need to come to church. We don't need to serve God. We don't need to do those things. We're going to be okay. The Bible says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Don't ever think that you're exempt. Judah thought they were exempt, but Jeremiah warned them that they would be carried away captive. But I see not only the worthiness of our God and the warning to God's people, but I see, lastly, I see the weeping for God's people. Now, it doesn't say the weeping of God's people. It doesn't say that God's people were weeping, although they should have been. But notice who was weeping. It says in verse number 17, but if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. Now, now get this. You know what Jeremiah says? I'm going to accept the responsibility. I'm going to accept the task. I'm going to accept the job that you're not weeping for yourself and you're not crying out to God for yourself, Jeremiah says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to weep for your pride, your sin, your judgment that's coming. I'm going to pray that God will hold it back. Notice what it says. I will, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. Mine eyes shall weep sore. That is to be severe and run down with tears. You understand when it's talking about tears running down your face, we're not talking about a quick and a passing uh, a cry. We're talking about something that is real, something that is genuine. The Bible says in the book of Joel that God's people were, were weeping and mourning. And then the Bible says in the book of Joel, and don't just rend your garment, the Bible says, but instead rend your heart. You say, what does that mean? It means you can't fool God. How many of you, and I will not, I'm not, I'm not saying spouse, so don't, don't even think spouse. How many of you have a child that knows how to turn on the tears with the snap of your fingers. Let me see. You, you know what I'm talking about? You know what that's called? That's called manipulation. And it works too, doesn't it? Most of the time. Well, you may have a child that can fool you with those tears. 
You may have a child and, oh, I'm telling you, it's crocodile tears. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's painful. Oh, the weeping and the wailing and the moaning. And then you find out later it was all just a show, right? It was all just a put on. Uh, maybe some of you have tried that with a police officer, you know? I don't know. How to tell me how that went. I'd love to hear your story. But can I tell you this? Those things don't fool God. He knows if we're sincere, not just by the tears, but by our heart. Jeremiah says, I'm weeping sore and I'm weeping in secret places. When I get alone with God, Jeremiah says, I'm weeping. It's not a show. He says, I'm weeping before God. I'm weeping before someone that can do something about the problem. He says, and mine eyes run down with tears. It does not say that God's people wept for themselves. It says that Jeremiah wept for them. I want to ask you this evening, who do you need to weep for? Please don't come after the service and tell me about somebody who's so terrible and so awful and so wicked and you're like, you're, you're taking on the mission. But between you and the Lord, in your secret place, in your time with God, who are you weeping for? Is there somebody that you can think of that's running from God? Is there somebody that you know that is backslidden? Is there somebody you know that they're not even saved? Is there somebody you know that God's calling them and God's speaking to them and they're fighting it and they've not been willing to surrender to God, but you know, you know, you can see it, you can see God's working. So who are you weeping for? Sometimes we say, well, I'm okay and my family's okay, so I'm not worried about anybody else. That's the problem. We become so self-centered, don't we? We become so focused on self, we fail to realize that there are people that need help. Jesus, when he came, the Bible says that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because he saw that the multitudes, they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Notice what it says in verse 17. Jeremiah wept because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. Jeremiah says, I see the Lord's sheep. I see the Lord's people and they're being carried away captive. And Jeremiah says, I want to weep. The Bible says in Psalm 126, verse five, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Did you know that tears make a difference? Did you know that God notices tears? Psalm 56, you need to look at this verse later. Verse 8, the Bible tells us that God keeps our tears in a bottle and he records our tears in a book. You say, no, -uh, it doesn't say that. Look it up. Did you know that every time you cry, God saves those tears in a bottle and he writes it down in a book? Do you think tears matter to God? I think so. God notices, God sees, God cares. God told Hezekiah in 2 Kings 20, he said, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And on the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Tears make a difference. You say, well, what about the nation of Judah? 
they went into captivity and they were in captivity. So what difference did Jeremiah's tears make? Well, I'll tell you this. The captivity didn't last forever. Aren't you glad that God brought them back? I also know this, that while those Jews were in captivity, there were some young men there in Babylon that God used to change the entire nation of Babylon. Let me ask you if these names. You tell me if you've heard these names. You ever heard the name Daniel? You ever heard the name Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Can I tell you, there were some young men that went into Babylonian captivity and maybe it was the tears of Jeremiah that watered the courage of those young men to say, hey, we can make a difference for God even though we're in Babylon, even though we've come into captivity. We don't believe God's done with us because we know that God takes note of our tears and God hears our prayers. I know that God notices tears because in Revelation 21, the Bible tells us that in heaven there is coming a day when God shall wipe away all, how many? All tears from their eyes. And there will be no more sorrow and there will be no more crying. Now that tells me that there will be some tears down here. And sometimes those are tears of sorrow because of personal hurts and, and, and pain that we experience. But can I tell you, that also means there's going to be some tears of broken hearts. And there's going to be some tears of weeping uh, for, 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 for a burden for souls and a burden for people and burdens and brokenness for our country. I'll tell you this, one of these days, we won't have to weep anymore. The Lamb of God is going to say, weep not, it's all over, it's all good. He's going to wipe away all those tears. But until that time comes, while we're here, I want to make a difference. And while we're still here, I want Victory Baptist Church to make a difference. I want us to do something that would get the attention of God. You say, well, Pastor, God knows everything. You're exactly right, He does. He knows our heart, and He knows our sincerity, and He knows what really is important to us. Sometimes we cry about the silliest things, don't we? At least my girls do. Um, Micah's, Micah is protesting. He's not a big fan of Hallmark, as he calls it. But sometimes it can be a Hallmark. That's how he says it. Or sometimes it can be something that's not even real. We can shed a tear over something that's not real. But I'll tell you what is real. Souls. I'll tell you what is real. Heaven is real. And hell is real. And I'll tell you what else is real. Nations turning away from God or nations coming back to God. And may God Allow us, may God work in our hearts that we might weep for souls and weep for revival, that we might see a nation turn back to God.
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.